Podcast. What's up? Larry is gonna die What's coming out open. I'll bring it back. I will bring this back. We may have forgotten about it, but I just brought it back. Greg, we are at the SVB blah, 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 Polython. And we are going to talk about the Polython because that's what we ended with at our last episode. And uh who the hell makes it to an at the end of an hour and twenty minute pod? But we talked about it an hour 15, and it does not deserve that type of justice because we are going to be one of how many? 48? 24? Who knows? We will be somewhere in the mix at the SVP Podathon that's going to occur on January 6th at 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time. 1.30 Central! That's what? where you live. In God's name is the SFB Potathon. SFB Potathon. How would I say? What in God's name is the SFB Potathon? All right, Larry, shut up. <laughs> We're, we are going to be appearing on the SFBX Potathon. What's the date of that, you guys? The sixth, the fifth, and the sixth. It begins July fifth at eight p.m. Yeah, yeah. It begins July fifth at eight p.m. We will be on two thirty a.m. Eastern Time, one thirty a.m. Central Time. And I am particularly excited about this because I watched the whole thing last year, and Sal, Sal butchered my name during explosive output seg. Now your name <laughs> rhymes with perfume. Yeah, yeah my name rhymes with perfume. <laughs> Jesus. So I was I was really excited about Sal saying Wait, my so name. It rhymes with perfume, but it's got like 19 letters, right? How many syllables is that? It does not look like how it sounds. It has it's, 10 it's letters. Names, you're like, it has two syllables. <laughs> too many. It's it a very, very special. Too many, too many letters, very, very not enough syllables. They don't add up. <laughs> and I love Bye-bye, it, too. In case anyone is wondering if you hear this, we've already done this once because Larry forgot to push the damn record button. So and poor I know Greg. 50 of you are there. 50 of you so are listening. This is our second go around. Edit that part out where I just called you out, Larry. Don't you dare the, edit that out. The name store is much more down to earth the first go around. I only I cut out the, I only cut out the awkward pauses, which are mainly me. So shut up, Larry. Greg So anyway, we will be on at 1:30 a.m. Central Time. I hope you all tune in and donate lots of money because we want to get real popular and famous. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, I am really scared personally, to be totally honest with you. I, uh, I, I think this is a big deal. I've always thought this is this SFB is a big deal. So I want to tell you what I'm what I'm interested in doing right now for the SFB Potathon, and I'm just okay. gonna get up for a second. Larry is getting up and walking oh, no. away from yep. his camera. It's great pot. Yep. I'm scared. He's showing us. He's got a jersey. He's got a jersey of some type. It's blue. It's a DJ uh, Chark oh! Junior. Jersey. Can I win that? Brand spanking new Brand tags spanking on new. there. Yep. Uh-huh. What are you going to um, do with I'm that? I'm happy to give this away during the potathon. Excellent. It was perfectly folded, and I just ruined the fold. Well, that's okay, because you're a stay-at-home dad, so you can probably fold the hell out of that thing. Just lay it uh, over something, Larry. It'll be I fine. don't know if I could fold it as perfectly as it was, but I just well, I feel like she if like it was, was folded in a bag, and now it's just unfolded out of the bag. Whatever. You know, tune in, tune in next week to find out how you're going to win that thing during the SFB Potathon the I next love week. It. Great idea, Justin. Great idea. Tune in next week I, to find I, out how to win the DJ Chark jersey during the SFB Potathon. Which airs on July 5th. Oh, July 6th. We're, we're technically July 6th. Yep. We're, I mean, it's July 5th, July 6th. I cannot get over the fact. I, I, I'm just looking at this as we're in like the best spot ever. Everyone's coming back from the well, the bar that they're probably not allowed to be at and not wearing a mask. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone's maybe everyone's going to be asleep. Who knows? But hopefully they're not. If they want to win a DJ Chark jersey, it isn't I, the worst. I, I really hope you have to ship that thing to England. I really hope I don't have to ship it. Are you guys DJ Chark guys? I love DJ Chark. I do too. I, <laughs> Me too. What are you talking about? I don't think I I've ever DJ. heard you guys talk about DJ Chark. I was a DJ Chark jersey. She's too hammered to remember. Other than other than they made fun of me for owning a DJ Chark jersey. Which I've never worn. I cannot recall. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can't even this recall. This is the year for Darnold, man. Who's your head coach? Yikes. Yeah, no, it's not. It ain't nobody's year in New York with Adam Gaze at the helm. That's Miami. Hey, it could be Denzel Mims' year. In fact, I think Larry tried to ask him the other night if it was his year. Yes. <laughs> I DM'd Mims. 
We love Mims so much. Why can't so I DM? Why can't I fucking send Mims a DM? Why can't? Wait, okay, can't? Larry, Larry. You tried to slide into Denzel's DMs <laughs> at what time? Like one in the morning or something? Oh like, my hey, god, you're... that's a great question. Like, oh hey boy, god. how you doing? I oh cannot wait to see what time I slid into Denzel Mims. We love you, Mims. We want you to do so well. We're sorry I about no, that. Like that. He loves tacos. Baby, I love you. No, 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 no. You have to know that that's not how who I am. Hey, Mims. After you've had a few drinks. This is Larry no, Monkey. You want to come on a podcast with me? Larry, let's hear the uh let's hear what you wrote to the poor guy. I, I DM'd him oh. at 1056 AM on Thursday. I DM'd Denzel Mims. Would you like to hear the direct <laughs> message that I sent to him? Yes. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you drunk and can't read PM and AM right now? There's no way you did that in the morning. I can't even believe that I told you guys. And when did I DM Mims. you guys? Friday night? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull that up while you read the damn. What's All right. Called? Okay. Thursday morning. Hey, Denzel. Greg, Greg, how would you start a DM? Coming in hot. How would you start a, a DM Mr. for Denzel Mims? Mr. Mims might have been a good start to it. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Mims. Okay. First of all, Greg would never do that. Greg is, Greg would never do that. <laughs> Greg, dude. If we told Greg him Denzel Mims tag- wanted to talk to him, Greg still would never hit him up. Greg wouldn't even tag him in a in a tweet. Greg, are you not? Slide into his DMs. You are not going to slide into Denzel Mims. How of all of us, why wouldn't you be in charge of sliding into Denzel Mims's DMs? That's just you're not the, because you're the only one insane enough to do it. Yeah, you're, you're the, just a wild man. Seriously, if you dude, did that at 10, now, it's fucking more in the morning. Like a regular normal time? What the hell like is wrong with you with the brain? That is a like that's like me texting some now, girl like Now hold years, on, you know. We have we do have to thank him for the, this uh bravado, I'm going to call it. Let's just call it bravado. Um that's why we're in the uh, That's SF true. That's VX true. Product. The dude will jump into anybody's It's that DM, level of so it's that, that level of I don't care that Larry brings to our table. So Larry, you texted us this. All I got you messaged us at 10:45 p.m. on on Friday night. Yeah. You were like, I DM'd Mims, and all of us were like, Oh shit! What? What? Huh? What? I believe my quote was, "We're all getting blocked." So just 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 in the interest of clarity for the listeners, if we still have any after this, is 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 all you messaged him? Hey, Denzel. <laughs> oh no way, dude! No. Will you okay, read well, the rest of it, please? Will you please read the rest of it? Oh fuck! He wrote a lot of text. Essay. Let's read. Okay. <laughs> Will you read it, please? Read it. Read it. All right. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Let him read it. You <laughs> happy to read this? <laughs> hey Denzel, I host a podcast with three guys about fantasy football called the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. We are all huge Denzel Mims fans. I'm a Jets fan and my co-host loved you a Baylor. So we're all in on the Mims train. Any chance you want to come on the podcast and pop it up with yes, us? I know you yes! If we somehow, if he somehow checks his DMs and he's scrolling through like all the hot chicks that are DMing and he sees like Larry Monkey and he pulls that up and he goes, Hey, you know what? I'll do a podcast. I, you win the DJ Chart jersey, okay? I'm and then I sent him the fucking yes, latest. I, I sent him our last one. I sent him the sanitizer championship belt. I sent him, a, and I said our latest episode. I dropped him the latest episode for him to listen to. Listen. From Denzel Mims, and somebody sends me a podcast that's called the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. I might give I'm, it. A, I might give it five minutes. I'll be honest with you. If I'm Denzel Mims, and someone sends me a fantasy football dynasty podcast, I didn't I'm say like, because right, I didn't want to weird him out. <laughs> I was hitting the block. I really think you should have read that. Like, oh my god! Like this. Hey Denzel. Ah! Hey, I host a fantasy. How are you podcast. doing? With four guys, and we'd love to have you on sometime. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? New segment. Larry's got, Larry's got to message a new NFL player every week until every week. one responds to us. No, until we get every week. No. no. Letters from Larry. Greg. Letters we'll from Larry. Greg. New segment. We'll get a, like a bad. I love it. They hate us already. Football players generally hate But the difference Melvin is. Melvin Gordon doesn't. Message Melvin Gordon. No, but the difference is none of us will ever run on Twitter and dog a player like at them or anything. 
for whatever they did because that's ridiculous. Hit up Juju. He's cool as shit. He'll answer us. <laughs> <laughs> Juju probably gets a thousand DMs a day from everyone thinking he's so damn cool. Awesome. All right, so we gonna talk some football or what? We we've gone. Yeah. I found the pod and it's a good listen. It's a Superflex Super Show um, episode one fifty four. There is no value. They got Addison Hayes on there and um, he was talking about he plugged in uh, players and looked at numbers and things like that. And he's obviously He's offering um, his cheat sheet for a dollar. So keep an eye on that. I bet it's on his. I'm going to go to his Twitter real quick. But that's a good listen for anybody that really wants to get into some scoring stuff, especially with quarterbacks. Is it specific to this scoring this setting? 154, so you said? 154? 154. Yep, yep, 154. They had some really interesting stats about uh, about especially quarterback because that's what uh, – I'm not sure if either one of you, Larry or Brian, uh, subscribed to player, player profile or either, but – but they have Scott Fishbowl rankings up right now too. Interesting. Well, so what's the top okay. five? I meant to. Ooh. I meant to before this podcast, but I was busy playing video games with my girlfriend today. So, but I'm gonna go subscribe to the Player Profiler. It's not cheap, but I want those rankings. What is this the Player Profiler uh, subscription? Anybody know off the top of their head? Uh, eighty five, and then you get a thirty five dollar mm-hmm. voucher for a, a FFPC uh, Dynasty League gotcha. or be- or Best Ball League, I think. So it's really fifty. Bucks. If if you count the voucher as you know money, I got you. Hmm. Um, but I yeah, think I, I believe the all in package is eighty five bucks, and yeah. I'm gonna do right. that. I'm gonna do that probably as soon as we're done here. You just how many sites do you guys subscribe to? Like how many? Uh, I only uh, right now I only subscribe to DLF. Uh, nerd. Same I just join the nerds and I do DLF. Greg, Jesus. if you're not looking like this in the potathon, we all need to look Wait, exactly like no, this. No, you're not lying. We should totally. Do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, Larry. All I'm gonna go to, to look party like this for the party. I'm gonna go to party city. I'm not allowed to leave the house till this week. You in, Greggles? Yeah, he is. Don't don't shake your head. Come Greg. on, a, a you're in, Greg. You don't want the podcast. Nobody can hear that. I was thinking that we would do. We would all just get a potathon t-shirt, and I'll wear a potathon t-shirt. That's Greg, that's as extreme. So that's as extreme as my thinking gets. You're, Greg, do you want to do you want to be memorable? If we're gonna be memorable, the wrong host for Larry's on the right track. So at the bar, I used to work I like, at a bar. I like it. I'm I used ready, to work man. at a bar, and we had a box of wigs and hats and all kinds of shit. And when the party got going crazy on like a Friday or Saturday night, we would all run back there, throw on the craziest fucking outfits and wigs, and come out and bartend. And it was like four of us behind the bar, be like four or five deep, and it was so much fun. Like we should totally do. Check that. out the jersey. I'm with you. Bam, oh, my man. Oh, oh I, I love man. that. Came in the mail today. That was my Father's Day present to myself. I love that, Larry. Anyway, I can dig yeah. it. I was. Personally, I was kind of hoping we'd be uh, more memorable for maybe m- the money we give and the money maybe Larry raises with that jersey or something. Seriously, don't want to re- be remembered for wearing wigs and silly clothes. <laughs> I seriously don't. What do you mean? What, 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 why, why are we remembering you right now? For what? Right this second. For what? What are we remembering? You? For, for telling you that this is a bad idea. That's why you remember me. <laughs> For being totally dead honest with you, man. We that should be dude. completely... Listen, you know, 90% of our ideas have been bad and it's been paying out for us so far. I said we just roll into this rain and keep Greg, going. We're trying to drag Greg out of a very tight <laughs> comfort zone. So it's going to... We're going to have to... Yes. Like, we're gonna just going to have to pound <laughs> on him all week. I can send him a wig. <laughs> look at that Greg, head. He needs a wig. Greg, anyway. are you upset with this look, man? Are you really upset with this look? No, I just don't think we should all show up on that podcast looking like this, you guys. I really don't. Uh, I don't want to be. Really I don't want to be a joke. I don't want to be remembered for being some type of gimmicky joke. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather talk about Larry. How Listen, much money? I think, I'd rather talk about how much money we I raised think, with this jersey this- that we're going to give away, and how much money we're going to give, and all the eliminators that we taught that we were in. And this, this is a, a flashbang type society. We got <laughs> to make ourselves stand out. We got a Lady Gaga the shit out of this thing. <laughs> If we want to be have a name out there, I'm gonna come in it with like. Her. I'm gonna come in with like whipped cream titties. <laughs> I like it. All right, all right. Well, let's let's reel it back in because. <laughs> 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 we want to talk about eliminators or uh, the DDCL rookie draft. Where we want to go first? We'll go DDCL, DDCL, because right, I've right, got well, the best story for all of us on this. To it's me. the Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League. It's four different leagues, 
on one system in NFL. So it's a it's a four copy league, but they're each league, each division has their own championship and it's a relegation and promotion league. So and I, I've not even looked to see I just joined it this year. The top whatever one two three i haven't looked to see which teams get top four get promoted top yeah middle four stay in all right i was part of the the brand new startup for the, the the newest class brian and larry were already in it they've been waiting for us to finish our draft and then waiting for a couple uh orphans to get filled and they finally get to do their rookie draft they might be the very last people on the planet to be doing rookie draft i had one pick I sold out during the draft last year to try to get in the top division, which, by the way, I did do. But I had one pick left. I had the 409, and I fucking timed out. No, you didn't. Seriously? I did. Fucking no, no. That's the only time I've ever timed out in a draft. That's well, the only time I've ever well, done I'll it. I'll tell you what. And I've been paying done it several times in, the, in our eliminator, damn it. <laughs> but I did not. Un-eliminator. That's the important part of this conversation. I have never timed out in draft outside of this one time. Kind of forgot about it for a morning. Didn't realize my pick was that close. And, and of course, I've been getting a bunch of emails, but only having a 409, like, you kind of like, okay, somebody else kind of made a pick. You don't think much about it. I went to go check it. Uh, it was, like, draft over, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I did not realize I had timed out in this pick, so I received zero rookies this year. <laughs> so you just don't get a player? No. I just don't get a player. Oh, that's brutal. What? Rightfully, rightfully, I mean, it's the 409. I'm not like over here, like, gonna like, it's not like I missed my fucking first round pick here. I wasn't gonna get in the 409 anyway. That was super relevant. I'm not like mad about Whoa. it or anything. That's 110% my fault. Oh, because I didn't pay attention. If you had timed out like the 107, that'd be one thing. It's the 409. It's still a dick move. It's still a complete. Yes. Yes. Fully admit. Fucked up. My but, bad, boys. My bad. That's yeah. on me. That's on me. I did. I said, hey, that's all, that's my bad. That's what's interesting. Well, Larry, Larry did not time out on his like 79 picks. Didn't you have quite a few there, Larry? I've had a, I've been in a, a ton of picks, but real quick, Brian is actually on the clock. In the hot sauce pod, oh, eliminated. Of course he is. He's on, the, he's on the clock for like eighteen <laughs> hours of the day. Okay, the clock it gets to him, and then uh, we sit. Shit. How about I just start rambling, and you can go make your pick, Brian, yeah, and then you yeah. come back and tell I, us who you I, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm in like eleven eliminators that are happening at the same time. So what I do is this is my move, and it's it's challenging and it's time consuming, but it's for a great cause, and it's drafting, and it's all amazing. Every now and again, to Check every single one of my leagues. Yeah, I'll click all, I'll click all my leagues. So I don't yep. do the app. I go to the website on my on my cell phone. Click. I go all my leagues. I'll tell you exactly what I do. I do DLF pod. Bam. When I just hit back two times and I'm back at the screen, I hit I hit hot sauce pod. If I'm three or four picks out, I will just pre-draft because that's the best way to do it. If you're three or four picks out, best way to do it is to just pick three or four guys. It's a best ball. I mean, you're never going to nail a best ball. So you always have to be. Close enough. Pick is in. That's my move. The pick is in. Pick oh, is in. this is exciting. Well, and this is what? The fifth round? Seventh round? This is the seventh round. Ladies and gentlemen, the seventh round of the Justin Tucker Bears Eliminator. We'd like to announce his pick, but Brian is still not in the room. Anyways, Michael Gallup. You picked Michael Gallup. What do you think? He took Michael Gallup. It's fine. I think that there's better players available. If he stays healthy, it's a great pick. I think everyone's going to be concerned with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott that Michael Gallup will be probably a great season-long guy. Yeah, I think there's better players available. It wasn't a bad pick. Oh, wow. Yeah, there is better players available. Holy cow. I'm not cow. thinking for a while. Ooh, let me see. Let me do the old pre-draft. I think I'd rather have Christian Kirk. I'd rather have John Smith. Top of my head. I think I'd rather have the San Francisco eh, 49ers no, 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 defense. No, no, no. I don't know. What do you, John Smith, I do not know anything about. Great. He made a couple acrobatic catches, but. You know what's funny? And don't edit this the out. Tennessee D. The but Tennessee, we had a timeout. And so one of, the, one of our timeouts took Debo Samuel because that was the pick based on based on ADP rank. Well, that dude course, couldn't yeah. have a zero for the first two or three weeks of the season. In an eliminator, that's a costly timeout right there. Well, in, in round seven, yeah. In round seven, yeah, that's a starter. Oh, yeah. That's a starter yeah. on your team. You know, yeah. we're not in round 17 where, you, you know, you, you got one missing. You're missing one. We're talking about your gallop. It's not not terrible. So, oh, not tell terrible. us, tell us, tell us where, when, and why. Oh. Why, why'd you do it, Brian? Here, here. What, what, you, what were you thinking about? I got a gallop because... He could be the forgotten man there. There's another weapon on the field that's going to distract from him, and he could have big games. I think in the seventh round, he's he's a big payoff. So he's going to have some weeks where he disappears, but he's going to have a lot of weeks where I think he could break, you know, a long one off and be that relevant. So I think as my seventh round pick, I think he's solid. 
Also made my last two picks in Larry's Eliminator. Oh, That's really? Why I was you? gone so long. Oh, you were a bookend. Yes, and, I was. And uh, Eliminator. Yes, I also made my last two picks there, where I picked Cole Beasley and Brian Edwards. I uh, what just round? real quick, I, I, was, I, had, I had Cole Beasley in the fishbowl last year, and he was very because because remember um, the fishbowl Scott fishbowl last year had the uh, the arcade points or the video arcade points mm -hmm. or whatever, yep. what I forgot the terminology they used Cole Beasley I mean if you reached if you got a certain amount of yards bam you got an instant five points like so if he got 50 yards or whatever you got five points so Cole Beasley was actually a great pickup uh, for a Scott fishbowl type of scoring system because he gets he, he's a, he's a lock for 50 yards 12 out of 16 games yeah I figured he's a guy that's not going to goose me very often and at least give me some sort of points up on the board, especially in like the 15th round or whatever. Like I'm happy there. I've know they I've know they've done some stuff to their offense with Diggs. Um, but Beasley's been there. He's been there a couple years already. And I feel like he's, he's But we but we keep talking about this offseason being jacked up. Diggs is kind of I mean he's right. not a rookie, he's a veteran, obviously, but like in that system, he's still new. Chemistry wise. So yeah. Good call. he may just be more of a a distraction for the early part of the season than he is, you know, always in the game plan or always, I'm, they're going to want him getting the ball. But, you know, he doesn't have that connection and Beasley is a dump-off out. That's he's what great. he's always been. He's very good at it. Yeah, I think Beasley will be fine. He'll have some games here and there. You know, as a later pick, for sure, it's not a bad pick. So, I mean, when we talk about yeah. depth chart, are you guys ready? I'm just going to bring him in. I'm just going to bring him in. Bam. Scott Connor. Hey, oh, what's Scott. up, buddy? Hey guys, figured I saw your link. I'm like, I'll just jump in and uh, see what you guys are talking about. Nice. Well, we're pretty Very much bullshit. So uh, real quick, <laughs> uh, Scott Connors jumped on, and we are just uh, we're rambling. We're, you know where we're at right now? We are we are in a deep Cole Beasley discussion. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> What's your take on Cole Beasley? Everything in fantasy has been talked about. We were landed on Cole Beasley. I was just I, I was just arguing with someone about Cole Beasley today. They were it was a best ball discussion, but they were talking about he's like the best round sixteen to eighteen pick in best ball, and I'm like, eh, I mean, I can see it, I guess, but. I would never pick him in a in a waivers league for sure, just because he's so replaceable. You know, there's probably what twenty other guys you could take that could give you similar production. So oh, I, I mean, I, I feel like where were you guys at? How did it even well, come up that he was I'm even on the radar? Brian just took him in an, in an eliminator. Yes, yes that's where. Yeah, Brian just took him in Larry Monkey's uh, eliminator. What was, round? I had what round uh, Brian? bookends. The fifteenth, end of the fifteenth. So fifteen, sixteen, yeah, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. that in best ball or in even Scott Fishbowl, where it's like I know I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go basically zero receiver in Scott Fishbowl. I probably won't pick one till round nine or round ten. Right. So I'm I'll just picking, be looking to. Good to know. I'm not picking any in this eliminate these eliminators. Are you in any of these eliminators, Scott? No, I didn't sign up for any. Just because once I do one, I'll do like twenty five. And it yeah. just the scoring is pretty similar. Uh, well, and it, I know it's it, there's no positional requirements, right? You're just chasing nope. points at every mm -hmm. position. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're in a bunch like a bunch of us are in a bunch. So that's what we've, we've kind of been getting into. Uh, Brian just had a couple of picks. Uh, he had a he was in. He had to make one pick. And then I guess he realized he had uh, he was on the clock in another and one of the other ones. So he, he made his picks and Beasley was one of them. I'm a, I, I had Beasley in the fishbowl last year. And because of the scoring in the fishbowl, like he got like an extra five points for 50 yards or something. Cole Beasley, he's like money for the 50 yards. So he was always there was a couple of weeks where I where I needed Beasley because I had a lot of some injuries, initial injuries. And Beasley just came. He just popped off. A couple of times when I needed him, so uh, I'm I I know I know who Beasley is, and I know that he's not. I know he's a band aid. He'll come through for you once in a while. I mean, what did he have last year? Off the top of my head, he had like what ninety six targets or something like that, or something close to it. Was like seventy for nine hundred, something like that. I can't remember. There's nothing wrong with that Beasley. I mean, no. Again, He's not your starting guy, but if you're in like a deep league, if you're a bunch of starters, uh, you know, especially during the bye weeks, and he already has a rapport with Josh Allen, you don't know how this COVID nonsense is going to incorporate itself into mini camp and all that kind of stuff. So we might, it, I mean, it just might be like I'm throwing the ball to the guy I'm comfortable with. I don't know these guys because we we practice a few times without pads, you know, and now we're playing in, in a stadium with no fans, like. Who even knows what could possibly go on? I feel like there's, I mean, there's some value in having a rapport with uh, some of the guys that you are familiar with. There's also the fact that you know the PPR uh, receivers are actually going to get a little bit more of a boost because of those first down catches. 
where if you get a guy who's catching 40 catches or a guy who's catching 70, there's going to be a lot more first downs for the guy who's catching 70 than there's for the one that's catching 40, which is an extra point or whatever. So there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for the guy who's just being bombarded with a bunch of short, you know, intermediate passes. So, you know, I'm not saying that, that I love the Beasley, you know, that I love Beasley. But yeah, I know. In the 15th, 16th round, you're just you're, – you're picking guys and hoping that you end up with a with a I few mean, weeks Be- there. That Beasley's not off. your league winner, but he's just like in those deep benches, bye weeks type of like guy, you know, and especially in, you know, in a situation where yeah. – Well, it's interesting because yeah, you well, guys we're have talking- talked about, um, you know, the, the depth of receiver. I mean, you guys have talked about that a ton. I know I've talked about that a ton. But, I mean, if you look at – one thing I'm going to do really, really hardcore over the next month is – go through and see Beasley was what 28th in targets last year and still in standard, he still scored 118 points. So, I yeah. mean, you can't expect him to repeat that, but I think there's some, there's going to be some value in dynasty this year to go through and look at, uh, I plan to go through and look at like four or five different sites worth of projections, you know, people that I trust that have actually gone through and projected every single team attempts, targets and all that stuff and kind of look at maybe where there's gaps. Cause there's a ton of gaps in dynasty where it's like, you know, Cole Beasley is what wide receiver 77 in ADP yet. He's projected right. to be in the top 35 to 40 in targets. And then you have the opposite. Mm-hmm. You have guys that are, you know, I hate to, I hate to shit on AJ Brown, but it's like, dude, he's top, he's a top 12 receiver in dynasty, but most target projections have him anywhere from like 24 to 30. So, I mean, you're losing value right there. If all these experts are wrong on projections, I mean, you have a lot to have to get to, you know, where, basically where he's being valued in terms of his production in 2020. But this is more for the, the fringe guys that you're not going to bank on for value more than one year. Right. Like the, yeah. you guys would say like Marvin Jones is the benchmark every year. He's projected to be like a top 30 receiver yet. He hasn't been in the top 50 in dynasty in like four years. Wow. So Scott, I mean, I mean, everyone loves your takes and you, 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 you have great maybe. content and everything. Well, some of us enjoy your takes. Some maybe not some others. <laughs> They're horrible. Come on. What if uh, do you have like a, a regret, like a big miss that you that you missed on that you're just like, ah, oh, dang it, that guy. Fuck. Is there a guy? Everyone has a big miss. What was your big miss of 2019? Rookie draft wise, it was definitely our Sega Whiteside. I know I was oh. hitting him basically anywhere from like 111 to 205. You know wherever. I punted Marquise Brown entirely. I mostly punted Debo Samuel and Paris Campbell, uh, which the Debo one, I don't I don't regret the Debo Samuel pick. I mean, you could have sold him for more. That would have been the only thing, but I don't necessarily punt on, you know, upset and I missed out on the player. Uh, right. But Marquise Brown is a guy I've bought a lot, and I wish I would have had more shares. But, yeah, Jay Jaw for sure. I probably ended up with, like, 11 or 12 Jay Jaws at, after draft season, and that was way too much exposure on him. So definitely learned the lesson on that one. And uh, otherwise, I mean, that, that's the one that actually cost me capital. You know what I mean? That cost me a first-round pick most of the time. Mm-hmm. Other ones are just players I picked up way too many of, and I wasn't aggressive enough on, like, uh, you know, I was too aggressive on selling Darren Waller last year. I had so many shares. I had probably right. 15 shares, and I sold seven or eight of them, just hedging my bets that if he's a bust – then mm-hmm. I'm going to get something out of it. And, you know, I sold a bunch for like early third round picks and that yeah, was a mistake. So, now, now you're in a, you're in a ton of leagues. Did you, uh, what, what Greg did and, and I did as well. Did you, did you discard Mark Andrews to make room for Darren Waller? No, no, I, I love Mark Andrews <laughs> ever since, ever since that, uh, ever since his first year. I mean, you just look at those splits. They just continue to get wider and wider and wider. And this is going to be a big year for Mark Andrews. I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't hit 650 snaps this year, maybe 700. But I have tons of Mark Andrews. I've done uh, seven or no eight um, football guys, 350 drafts already, and I have four Mark Andrews. So nice. I'm, I'm all in on Mark Andrews there, just because I mean you're getting him like third round. Hell you know? yeah. Okay, that was my question. Where do you where do you see him coming towards you? Third round, huh? Yeah, third third round. Clearly the tight end three, but that's a you know those are FFPC's tight end premium, and there's been a couple teams where I've stacked him with. Uh, you know, I hate taking quarterbacks, but taking like Andrews, Lamar Jackson at like, um, we had one team, we had the 101, we took McCaffrey, and then we took Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews at the 2-3, and basically just locked up a top three player at every position, and then just figured, mm-hmm. well, we'll just punt receiver and load up on depth at running back the rest of the way, but I mean, a top three guy at every position, that's hard to beat to start, you know? Yeah. Hey, what yeah. do you think about the, uh, so, so, okay, so let's pivot to these these so i was in a big rookie draft the the diag the dynasty diagnostic champions league got myself a bunch of rookie picks 
and let's i'll throw my glasses on and i will tell you how i <laughs> i just the, the whole the draft basically is over the rookie draft it came out of nowhere brian's in this league justin's in this league justin just took it's a it's a four team it's a four league copy league justin just did a uh startup me and brian were a part of the part of the rookie draft yeah well brian well, you missed the story but brian timed out on his only pick in the rookie <laughs> I had to do the yep. walk of shame. It was shame. not good. Was shame. Not... What pick shame. was it the that only you timed, out on? Ever timed out on? What pick? It was the four. It was the four oh nine. I mean, four oh nine. I only had the four oh nine. So I had the kind of an opposite draft. I'm a big picks guy, so I always like to have a ton of picks every single year. I always find myself having at least a half a dozen picks in in, in all my leagues. So this, I traded a bunch of stuff. I have a great team in. This this league brian knows that i like to i don't like guys with beards or mustaches on my on my team <laughs> he likes him young no anyway, everyone's here got a nice he beard going except for you larry i know i know but listen <laughs> i was dressed a little differently earlier but but greg was embarrassed so i had to change my outfit he was upset with me so with the one three i took dobbins which was a really tough decision because i was like are you, are you a ceh or dobbins guy or a ceh or two so i know all right, this is what should I have done at the one three? It was um, not, the first not pick, It went Burrow Taylor and one, and it was, I was I was at the one three, and I was like, it's it's Dobbins or Ch or Tua, and I Tua Tua. I should have went Tua, and I didn't. I mean, where did where did uh, where did Edwards Hilaire go? So did you offer him like he give you like a third to trade down a pick? I didn't offer. Um, I didn't make any trade offers. I told him to trade well, back. He listened to me. Well, I think the but not you not could trade not, back, I but I mean. Would he have given most people? I think would have given you something, a two. something, a quarter to move up just to get their guy. And if you're going to take Dobbins anyway, I don't know. I don't. I think Dobbins is my RB three, but I'm not going to say it was good to pick him at the one hundred three. That's all. Well, well, look, there was no trading. The, the whole draft went off in a zero trade. There was no trades at all. There's yeah, no here's the thing. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it's so late in the year and everybody's already had a I ton have- of rookie drafts. Trust me, I was trying to wheel some deals and nothing, and it was just nothing. And and then I was, I, then I just gave up and I just made my pick when it was time to make my pick for the first. Keep in mind, Scott, the, in this particular league, you cannot trade future picks, so you're locked in on just what you have this year. So, like when I okay. did the startup a few, I guess I was going to say a few weeks ago, but it feels like a few months ago now. Um, because it, it literally took almost a month to do a startup, but it was, I mean, it, I think there were like four or five trades the entire. Tra- I made a big announcement. I made a big. Uh, I made a big chat in the in the group chat. I'm like, I want to move down. Uh, it took me four hours to make my pick. Like I, I was, I was, I was shopping my pick to anyone that wanted to listen because I didn't care. Because I have all you have to start is one running back, and I have Josh Jacobs. So I was like, all right, I got a running back. I traded Miles Sanders for DJ Moore. That was my my two running backs. So I got rid of one of them because I was like, who gives a shit? So Jonathan Taylor would have been nice because it's not even. It's and it's a half PPR for running back. So it's even. It's not geared towards a run back so i went burrow taylor and i was all i wanted to do was trade the pick and like no one wanted anything and greg's like take two it take two and i'm like fuck i need a running back because i need someone to pair I, I need a jacobs you know replacement i need just an extra guy i had nobody right. like jj and fucking jacob so uh and on purpose I was, like, I, I was just like i'll just pick up a running back in the draft so yeah so i was like fuck it i have to take it was it was dobbins or ceh and i was like you know what oh i thought it was uh sonny michelle and brad Pen- or brad penny Rashad, brad penny was a hell of a pitcher like 20 years ago yeah, I know, brad penny, yeah. so all i thought <laughs> of was uh, Rashad, all i thought of was penny and sonny michelle and i was like uh, Dobbins has always been a top guy. Uh, Edwards Hilaire is 10th or 11th guy uh, overall uh, in the early early days. And all of a sudden, he's automatically number one. I was like, you know what? Let me just fuck it. Let me just. I'm a Dobbins guy. I love Dobbins anyway. Uh, there, there, and also this is this also played a part in it. The Super Bowl hangover. No one's really talking about with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's a real thing. And you want to talk about Super Bowl hangover combined with this COVID bullshit? No one knows what the fuck is happening right now. So I don't know. Maybe that plays in their favor. Maybe it doesn't. Who? I, don't I know. think the Super Bowl hangover is usually for the losing team, though. You know, like the no, losing. I mean, who, uh, how many teams repeat? Oh. Nobody repeats. No one repeats. Well, and I'll tell you this, I certainly I hope the Chiefs get pounded a couple times this year because that's probably gonna help them produce for fantasy more than yeah. necessarily yeah. the other right. way around. Yeah. But so something I, you I, mentioned though that I that I think is important in a start one running back league, let's just say it's a twelve team super flex, right? Yes. A start one running back half PPR league, I do think the gaps 
between these running backs is a lot slimmer. And I also think that the, like, I love the Miles Sanders for DJ Moore trade. Normally I'd say, give me the running back, give me the running back because you got to start two and they're just a lot more scarce. You know what I mean? If you, if you can get three running backs inside like that top 16 or top 18, and they are, you know, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, and maybe a Camara or something like that. You have a lot of versatility to where you're probably covered for at least two or three more years without any threat of a holdout, you know, any threat of having to replace those guys. But in a start one, I'm kind of with you. Like, I like to build real slim on running backs there with maybe like two studs. Why bother? Why bother? But I don't prioritize. And and the trades are not as heavy with them either because – you know, it's different than having to start two or three or it's point per carry or full PPR plus, you know, first down bonus or what. So I think you're, if you're going to do it, it's an egregious move, like in a start two full PPR league, but in your format, I don't think it's as bad as it sounds on paper. Just when you give those specifics, the start one and the half PPR. Yeah. So I went Dobbins. I, I, you know what? I was happy to have him because I was just like, you know what? He's going to start fucking tearing it up. The, the, the Ravens are hungry. They're, they're going to, I mean, he's going to emerge because he's the man. So I just went Dobbins. The right pick was too, Larry. What did you do at 111? Okay. So here's, this is how it went. Don't it went say Keyshawn Vaughn. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, buddy. <laughs> That's an inside joke. So one and three, I went Dobbins, then one four, uh, CEH, then one five, Tua, Swift, Herbert, Akers. Lamb, Judy, and with the 111, I took Jalen Rager. Now, Which I love. I, love I had the 111 and the 2-1. I love Rager. Yeah, the 2-1, I know who I would have taken. Rager, Jefferson, didn't Mims. take the guy I would have taken. Who would you have taken? He took Mims. 112 went Jefferson, I assume. 112 was Jefferson, yes. Now, yes, I yeah. wanted Jefferson. I have zero shares of Jefferson, and I wanted Jefferson. Wow. But I felt like I should have went. Maybe I should have went Jefferson there, but he wouldn't went Rager. And I feel like I like Rager more than Jefferson. I like Rager with the Eagles more than I like Jefferson with the Vikings. I think that's kind of the consensus. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think you would. You were kind of stuck. That one, that 201 is a tier break there where it's basically you pick your guy. I mean. I, and I took Mims because that's my guy. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I, probably, well, I would still would have gone rugs there. You would have gone, gone rugs See, there. I, I, yeah. I DM'd Mims recently. He didn't respond to me. Let <laughs> into Mims DMs. Let's not talk about it. We'll send you the clip. I think you could argue rugs. You could argue Pittman. You could argue. I, would, I think I go Pittman. Yeah. Any of those four. I I lean rugs because he's the youngest Pittman. receiver, and. I, you know, yeah, I, I think you can argue all four. It's really just preference in that range. I'll, let me ask you guys this, because speaking of rookie drafts, I have my last rookie draft coming up in two and a half weeks. And I found that the, the here's what I noticed, though. My drafts that were like a week after the NFL draft, they were the most fun because no one really knew like what the consensus was going to be. And then my drafts that were like a month after the rookie draft, it seemed like they were all really tight. Everyone knew who they wanted. It was real hard to move within tiers. Like no one was aggressively trading in or trading out as much as we got further away. Do you guys have, do you guys notice that too? That it gets a little bit tighter after everyone's done like five or six drafts and there's been two or three weeks worth of content of like what the ADP should be and all that stuff. Yep. I I think the, the rookie fever wears off and then like fatigue sets in almost where, especially when you have a lot of leagues, like most of us do, you've kind of like done this over and over like this one, like I think I made one or two trade offers and that was about it. Like I wasn't like those first rookie drafts, like I wanted in the top. I wanted to fight back up towards the lease at back into the first. Now I'm kind of like, meh, I'll figure it out later. If I want to trade for somebody, I'll trade for somebody at a different point. I mean, a lot of people just want to get it done at this point. Like it, it's weird because we're so we're, we're championing the bit. We're like, come on, let's get the rookie drafts going. And by the time you've done 25 of them or whatever, it's, you know, a lot of people are just, uh, just make the pick and be done with it, and let's keep moving. Which at some point, you know, you, you damn it, Larry, I fucking hate you. So I think to, talk, to speak specifically about what Scott's talking about here is, I think it has a lot to do with the group thing that comes out. I think a savvy owner like you, Scott, can take advantage of if you have Taylor in, in a tier by himself, like I do, and then Swift, Ceh, and all those guys are kind of the same. So if you don't have the one one. If you have the one three and you're looking to move back a couple spots, I think it's easier to do that early because a lot of the group think a lot of the savvy uh, guys haven't come out and kind of said, you know, these are kind of the tiers that we're seeing in the ADP and everybody kind of says, Hey, 
if all these guys are in a tier, why am I moving back a couple and giving up my third round pick when everybody's saying all of these guys are the same? You, you yeah. kind of get what I'm saying. That's I think that's why it gets tougher to move around in these drafts as the offseason goes on, because yeah. the group, the group think just becomes group think. People have well, a lot more time to set their tiers. And then, yeah, that's true. That's true. And especially this year where it's like, you know, you knew after the draft that and I was I was pumping this up. And so were a ton of people that basically take the running backs first, you know, don't take receivers over running backs. And so I saw I noticed as we got further and further into draft season, it was like, if you're sitting at the 109 or the 110, the odds that you're going to get like Swift or Acres is like zero. Whereas right after the draft, mm -hmm. maybe that hadn't been fully absorbed yet. You know, someone might've still taken a receiver or whatnot. And my last draft, I have the 110, the 111 and the 112. And I'm quite sick of picking, you know, Judy, Rager, Jefferson, you know what I mean? I'm like, I know those are the three guys I'm going to get. Yes. I, that it's going to be the five running backs, Herbert, yeah. Lamb, and then the top, the big three. I mean, I'm going to get stuck with probably the selection of just all those receivers. And so I'm kind of mm -hmm. wondering, like, I, I think I may just go different and see if I can shop those picks and just trade them all out for, like, future picks or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'd love to get Lamb or Akers, but I think this is a sharp crew. This is a – that Ohio league that has Jeremy and like Ian Harditz in it. Like it, they're, they're all going to know that was it. No, he was going to take Ian Harditz's team, but cause Ian just, I don't know if you guys follow Ian, but he was the Roto world. Um, uh, he did the Roto world pod and he, um, he just took over for Radcliffe for PFF. So Scott, Scott, <laughs> oh, I, sorry, Scott. Scott, Scott, Larry and I have the same pick in SFB. Oh yes, we all have the one four. Okay, yeah, and there's some oh, sharp man. dudes in there. The oh guys gosh, that I look is. up to in terms of the, their data, I, there's some sharp dudes in there. So we're, we're, we got the lead. You guys, so you guys got what the you in, Scott? I am in the creepy crawlers division. That's the the toy that I chose. So I got the 104 and creepy crawlers. And you did pick the four. <clears throat> I did. I I I have my wish list. There's two guys I really want to get, but I'm, I figured, Hey, I'm going to be guaranteed essentially, you know, Barkley McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. So I'm just going to take yeah. the latest spot and fall, whichever one comes to me. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that I ended up getting one of the quarterbacks just because the quarterback scoring is so bad outside of the top couple. Like I don't want to really be navigating the middle tier of quarterbacks. Uh, I was listening to that Superflex Super Show show the other day, and they talked about some of the quarterback weeks, and they talked about Darnold and Mayfield putting up, you know, each had four games more than negative five or whatever it was. I'm like, I don't even want to be in that tier chasing anybody. So I'll be happy with one of those quarterbacks, I think. Yep, yeah, I, I mentioned I, I would I would love one of the quarterbacks to slip. I yeah. referenced that show earlier, Scott. It's a good listen for anybody out there. So again, episode one fifty four. Yep. There is no. I got it written down here. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm going to go listen Who's to it after that? this. Who hosts that one again? It's Superflex Super Show. There's like five different guys that host, yeah, but right. I mean, and honestly, a lot of their takes, I usually want to punch through the wall because I think some of them are so bad. But that show, when they talked about the scoring, they had um, Addison That's Hayes on there with DLF and FF Statistics, and he. He brought some sanity to it of just breaking down the numbers and last year discussing, you know, hey, the it seems like the quarterbacks die off after the first five or six. And then it's like you you really don't want to be my strategy is gonna be like going after a real, real late quarterback like Minshew or Bridgewater or Carr, somebody that I know is gonna have a high completion percentage and just really never want to play him that much. But we'll see. I got really far last year with um Wilson and, and L Jax. I was all about Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson because they don't throw picks. So it was the, the Scott Fishbowl scoring was big time, like minus four for a pick. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'll just take two guys that aren't going to throw picks. That was a no brainer because L Jax doesn't throw picks and either is Russell Wilson blew it for me last year. Like I was, well, I, I, was like Wilson, I was like, I was at the very end of the fishbowl and then Russell Wilson took a dump all over my team. Well, that's because Russell Wilson has historically been one of those boomer bust guys. Like uh, yeah. not, he's, he's not, there's a lot of quarterbacks and, and I hear this a lot of times where people talk about boomer bust and they say, you know, such and such only had this many weeks, but it's all relative to where they're finishing. He's a top three or four guy every year, but he's got, you know, six weeks outside the top 15, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, the same people are being compared to, like he can't be compared to the ninth quarterback who has six quarterback six weeks out of the top 15. That, that doesn't make sense. But comparing him to 
his peers, you know, comparing him to Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, et cetera, he's historically been much more inconsistent. So he's got those weeks where, I mean, he will, he's the ideal best ball quarterback because he's got those 40 point mm-hmm. weeks in him. It's like, wow, where'd that come from? And he's devalued a little bit just because people are, you know, they see, they see that that age 31, you know, and he going into, he's much older than, and I say much older, you know, he's got seven or eight, nine years left in his career, but he's much older than all these premium young quarterbacks. Well, he's Not one of my biggest buys in Dynasty. Scare a lot of people. Just from the, I still think there's some fuck it upside in Russell Wilson where he's going to have a, one or two years in his career where they just let him go off. I don't think he's going to yeah. be held down by this offense for seven more seasons. So I'm totally I fine agree. with, uh, I hope not. Well, I mean, think about it this way. We talked about this on my show two weeks ago, but you got that next tier. Let's throw out Burrow because I think he does have more security than people are giving him credit for. I mean, he's probably going to start for four or five years uninterrupted. You got, I mean, and we can, I know Shane would disagree with Wentz, but I think there's a little risk with Wentz with his injuries, with his contract, with the fact they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, you can't just pencil Wentz in for the fact that he gets hurt every year. (laughs) Exactly. You look at those next guys, you got. You got Wentz, Allen, Mayfield, Daniel Jones. I wouldn't be shocked if one of those four in three years isn't a starter anymore. Josh Allen yeah, is Allen, a guy putting up tons of stat, tons of points on fantasy, but in real life, he's, he's a bad, he's bad quarterback. Yeah, right. He's not a he's good a quarterback. quarterback. Oh fuck! So, I, just and if they, I think you know, if you can get, if you can take Mayfield, Allen, Daniel Jones, or Wentz and move to Russell Wilson fairly cheaply, that's a move I'd like to make in Dynasty oh, if I can do it. Oh, we yep. missing someone here. Woo! I love that. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to get. I mean, like we've talked about, again, I have to ride and die with him sometimes because he will disappear on you for weeks. But some of that's their current playbook where he'll only throw 16 times in a game. And that's and the thing. He's still be relevant most weeks he has those weeks, but some weeks he disappears. His yeah. career has been very touchdown dependent, where he has thrown a lot of touchdowns and a very high touchdown percentage on his throws. But at the same time, that doesn't lend itself to week-to-week consistency where you're going to have those weeks where he's throwing 25 passes and, you know, he's throwing for 200 yards and one touchdown. And that just is what it is because the offense didn't move the wall as well and he didn't get into scoring position mm-hmm. quite as often. And Or Chris Carson. Well, and what, in, what happens if their defense actually has a year where it's really bad? And then more importantly, what happens if they have a year where their running game just doesn't work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And There's going to be – P. Carroll will still run the ball. That's the problem. Are they going to be stubborn enough that they'll just Pete give Carroll, you know, Travis Homer 18 carries just because? He's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league and keeps him in a damn chokehold with this run game. And I'm like, will you just let Russell Wilson do Russell Wilson things? Stop it. Well, so yeah. you guys don't This is not 1970s now, football. Let him go. In 2016 and 2017, Russell Wilson attempted 546 and 553 passes. So I'll take that all day. Yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can get 550 passes from any quarterback any given even any given year, that's nice. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, one of those years, he only threw 21 touchdowns. You know, uh, that was rough. His touchdown percentage, is, it was career low touchdown percentage. I have a trade. Goes, but, let me know about this trade. What do you think? Go, Larry. I'm ready. DJ Chark for Rager Mims. So the you're never going to get that. The semi-established guy for the unknown. How many starters Wait. though? Oh, it's happened. The trade has happened. Um, oh no! Start? I want Ten the start. players that package all day, every day. You said Chark for Rager Mims and what? P Ryan. Okay. Okay. So, so now everyone's on board with with my with my side. So I'll uh, I'm all happy now. So. I uh, a couple months ago I traded. So everybody. <laughs> a couple months ago I traded Chark for the one eleven, the two one, and the four three, and with those picks oh, okay, I okay. I got Rager, Mims, and P Ryan for DJ yeah. Chark. I mean, you're basically making making a value pivot very very little from Chark to Rager. I mean, Chark yeah, yeah, was, Chark I mean, was wonderful. You're talking about. I mean, Chark was wonderful, but he wasn't solid. He, Chark I, I, isn't. Chark I think isn't it's a principle step. though. It's principle. If you can trade down from a wide receiver 18 to a wide receiver 25 and get another fringe first round, early second round receiver for free, well, and then P Ryan for free, that's a smash. I mean, that's the know. thing. I'm, I'm a big, uh, I mean, obviously I made this trade a while ago, but let's get this guy, let's get the, the picks. I'll figure it out later. And, and Chark, the tra- I'm a big tra- draft capital guy. So um, Chark was, has great draft capital, but he's a second rounder. 
and Rager was a first rounder, and I got the the. I mean, P. Ryan's a learning from Gore and and Bell, and he's a he's a he, and he's a third round pick. He's not he's not like a six round pick. You know, who knows with these guys? You never know. You just got to take chances no. on them when it comes to fantasy. You know. I got a topic for you guys. So I was looking at projections the other day, and. This quarterback is actually projected, during, at least on this website that I'm using. Uh, but I trust their data. I've used them for high stakes for a couple years now. Uh, eighth in the league in pass attempts. And it's a guy that's going outside the top 24 in terms of quarterback ADP and dynasty. Any guesses who it is? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Stafford. Nope. He's got legit. I think he's got legit dynasty value. He's not, not Fitzpatrick, but that's not a terrible okay. guess. Okay. Okay. So if, if you say he has legit dynasty value, that means he's a young guy in my opinion. I mean, relatively young. He, he isn't a, uh, let's, let's say he's not Fitzpatrick or Tyrod Taylor to where he's just, you know, a bridge quarterback. It's going to be gone. I almost want to say Daniel Jones. Nope. Let's see. I want to say Derek Carr. After nope. We're talking about that. That's a good one. Greg, Brian guesses. Sam Darnold. Nope. Remember, outside the top twenty-four in Dynasty ADP. Oh, Greg, oh. you're Sam Darnold. Quarterback outside the top twenty-four. Should be offended by your head coach, Larry. Guy's gonna be the best quarterback in the league soon. All right. So who do you got, Scott? Um, and I don't really right. like this guy, but he's quarterback twenty-five. Teddy Bridgewater projected. I was four, just say first choice. Teddy B. Five hundred and sixty-one attempts. And so I just They're all going to go for about five yards. Take the 561 on face value, right? Eighth in the Teddy league, just just behind Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and, and Patrick Mahomes. So so here's my question, though. You can pencil in McCaffrey for, what, 125 targets? Something oh, yeah. like that, maybe? If yeah. DJ Greg, Moore yeah. for another. Greg was the quarterback, yes. D- DJ Moore for another 135, Ryan 140, probably. 130 targets. So. Let's just say McCaffrey and DJ Moore hit 161 combined, right? 300 more targets between everyone else. So are we undervaluing Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 63, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, whatever, 59, wherever he is in Dynasty? Uh, I, I heart Robbie Anderson. I think he's a better I mean, receiver than Curtis Samuel. I don't. So. No. Just Anderson. do the math. Though. I disagree. Do the math. There's, there's someone that's going to eat there at their current value. I don't know who it is. I think it could be any of those three. Okay, so here's the thing. All right, so if you it's take Ian Thomas, it could be. It could be. <laughs> it's Ian Thomas. Here's the deal. All right, so Let's I know it. there's a volume with passes, but what about the volume with yardage? All right, sit down, Larry. Uh, 561 is the attempts. And you're right, the yardage is down, but it's still right under 4,000, 17th in the league. Say, so not horrible. Say, right around 4,000 yards. So that basically, he's a mid tier quarterback. If you're talking about giving McCaffrey eight, 800 to 1,000 yards, you're talking about giving DJ Moore 1,200. Well, now you've got 2,000 yards left for the rest of the team. So it's not it's not great, in my opinion. Like when you well, start I guess talking I... about, okay, Samuel can get 600, and Anderson can get 600, and Ian Thomas can get 600. Well, there's 1,800 of that 2,000 eat up right there. So can any of them really blow up? Blow up? I don't know if blow up. I'm looking more at like, okay, from a from a projection standpoint in 2020, and this is easier to project with receivers because there's so many of them. Yep. But I mean, where's their value gaps? This is kind of what I talked about at the beginning. And is there value gaps with Samuel and Robbie Anderson? You know, look the other way. We talked about Russell Wilson, right? So they have Russell Wilson's projected attempts at 490. So we're talking 71 less, but yet somehow he's going to support a wide receiver 15 DK Metcalf and a wide receiver 25 Tyler Lockett. Can I ask you how many touchdowns do you think Teddy Bridgewater throws versus how many for Russell Russ. Wilson? Because I would I guess think Ru- that- Russ is probably at least a dozen more, half a dozen more touchdowns, I'd say. Right. Yeah. Six to 12, six to 10 at least at more yep. touchdowns. Well, that's a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers. So, I mean, they could, they could put up the exact same volume. And, and I, I think that Russell Wilson is going to have a higher yards per 10. So I think he's going to end up throwing. Fair. I think he's going to end up throwing 42, 4,400 yards on fewer attempts than yeah. than Teddy Bridgewater does. And he's going to throw a lot more touchdowns. There's a lot. And I'm not, I, I still, and, and they funnel the offense. There's two players there. And that's what they did last year. Anyway. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. And, well, and that's one of the arguments for Carolina, too, is they, they don't, they're not one of these teams like, you know, one of the teams that's really kind of, I'm shying away from is Houston. Because if you look at a lot of these projections, yeah, they're projected. I mean, they're projected two running backs to get significant targets. They're projecting three receivers to get significant targets. A fourth with Kenny Stills, and then three tight ends to get 30, 40 targets. Right. So it's yeah, like it's the peripheral guys in that offense. I don't want. I like these 
Carolina doesn't have anybody else. They're basically going to play like six players, and that's and it. So at least they're more predictable. Right. For Carolina, it's a, it's the same situation as Seattle where he's supporting – he, he's not supporting two receivers. He's supporting a running back and a receiver. You know, he's got CMC and uh, DJ Moore the same way that that Russell has uh, DK and Lockett. Tyler. So yeah. I think but, those – But think are you worried that they're going to – you worried they're going to steal some? I mean, there if if Josh Gordon comes back, Philip Dorsett, uh, David Moore, Greg Olson, two other tight ends. I, I think there's some more. I, I guess leeches in Seattle because they spread it around. Whereas, like, if Carolina doesn't bring in another running back, it's all McCaffrey. Nobody else. No other running back will ever steal a target ever. They don't have a backup tight end that's worth anything. So we have to assume Ian Thomas is going to play what 90 percent of the snaps, eighty five. I mean, well, that's why I'm a big Kurt, Curtis Samuel guy on that team too, because I think if something, God forbid, McCaffrey got injured, but the dude's basically been an Iron Man throughout his career so far. What he got a cramp last year, and he was pissed off about that. Like, he's still a running back in the NFL. He doesn't take a lot of the big shots, but he could still be injured at any time. Yeah. Curtis Samuel's a lot closer to him as a player. Not saying he is Chris McCaffrey, but he can do more things in that role than the other wide receivers can. I see. I, I think don't like see... he's DJ Moore is still going to do G- DJ Moore things. Like they're not going to change what he does. They'll move Curtis Samuel, I think, more into that that role, and he, you could see him having bigger games. Not saying McCaffrey size, but and see, you're I think he's about... got a more of an opportunity if anything happens. You're, you, Scott, you're talking about them spreading the ball around in in uh, Seattle, but they just don't. I mean, last year Tyler Lockett had 110 targets, DK Metcalf had 100, and then uh, the next closest was 59 with Jacob Hollister. It's a, it's a funnel offense. It's two players. How about I mean, the fact that Robbie Anderson can't catch? How about that part? Well, so here's where I'll disagree, though. I, I almost want – and maybe this is – Carolina isn't the, the hill to die on necessarily with this argument. But, I mean, people have kind of shit on Michael Gallup over the last couple months because Whoa! they drafted C.D. Lamb. Talk about Michael Gallup. Yeah, man, do it. Well, well no, but you look, at, you look at what Carolina did last year, and maybe this speaks to maybe some value we can find in Washington, too because of what Ron Rivera did with Carolina. But they literally didn't play more than three receivers. They played Jarius Wright, who was an average at best fantasy player, like 85, 90% of the snaps. They didn't put anyone else on the field. And that's kind of what I'm hoping with Dallas is it's just, it's just Lamb, Cooper, Gallup, every snap. They don't ever play. They don't even bring other guys on the field ever. They don't work in. You see some of these other teams, and I mean, I'll mention the Bengals because they did it last year. He's a good player for real life, but whenever, I mean, for fantasy, when I see Alex Erickson on the field, I'm like, dude, get the fuck out. All you're doing is stealing. (laughs) You're just stealing. You're stealing snaps and potential targets that could go to somebody else. And I'm worried about it this year that they bring Erickson in. They they bring Erickson in. There there are teams that spread the ball around a lot, and there are teams that don't. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going. I don't think the Seahawks are going to. Atlanta is one of those teams that will throw to like eight to ten receivers in any given game. It's crazy. Um, Julio yep. will get his. Calvin will get his. And then there will be a ton of guys getting a shit. I mean, like, you'll never know. So outside of those two, I wouldn't trust anybody yep. in Atlanta. Uh, I know Greg. So, so are you worried a little bit about all the hype? Just people projecting uh, Hayden Hurst for 95 yeah. targets? Like, I'm would you be shocked if, like, that. would you be shocked if, like, Jaden Graham gets 40 targets and Olamedia Zacchaeus gets 30 and Russell Gage gets 60. I mean, I would, I would be shocked if Graham gets 40 something targets. Yes. Cause I don't think he's very good, but if Russell Gage got 60 or 80 targets, absolutely not. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. I mean, they love their wide receiver three position and I wouldn't bank on Hayden Hurst getting 95 or hundred targets this year because I don't know how the integration of the office is going to work. Offense is going to work this year. So we'll see. But other What's your thought on their backfield? I want to get your thoughts on their backfield. Who, who's gonna? How's it gonna roll? It's Gurley for like horrifying pass Gurley. Let's say they Gurley. add nobody right now, and Gurley goes down in the preseason. Who? Anybody else relevant? They're, they're screwed. Is anybody else relevant? They weren't last relevant year? last year, and they didn't have anybody. Who's their? Who's their two, three, and four right now? If you had to pick their handcuffs, Edo Smith, Edo Smith is their two. Brian Hill's their three, and who cares? So I mean, you think Allison could get cut? I know. I think Allison will be there, but I just don't care because if Allison is on the field. I, I don't care about it. What about Quadre Allison? <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think if it gets down to Allison, we nobody wants to play him except in you know HQ one with a sixteen team league. Like even Dude. I don't even care about Edo though because Edo's had his opportunity and he's awful. Yeah, but there's Brian Hill is bad. Like there's nobody there yeah, I care about. Like it's just yes. gonna be a shit show. Brian, if they go down, Hurst will be the one that get the wide the the receptions at that point because their running backs aren't worth a shit. 
Yeah, but Brian, Edo Smith will will command targets. He's not good between the tackles by any means, but he will get targets. Scott, Brian you Hill is just morning, a jack. When you woke up this morning, did you ever think that you would hear, Edo Smith will command targets? <laughs> hey, I brought it up. I asked Justin yeah. about the part, the Falcons' think, backfield, and now he's he's letting us know. I think I think there's going to be a big – oh, my gosh. Stock up on your Matt Ryan because they're going to be there's, – There was one team I was shocked didn't draft like anybody at running back. I was shocked. I, I was too. I, I mean, was too. I thought a third round. Even with the even with the trade, like even them getting earlier, like I wish they'd have done something. Well, it's funny because nope, they nope. have Edo Smith, who is a terrible between the tackles runner, and then Allison, who's completely <laughs> stone hands, and then Brian Hill, who's athletic. He can catch a little. He has a little power, but he's just he not good enough to be a starter. So it's like they they have yeah. they have they all three limited guys, guys that yeah. you don't really want. So and I got they be a spot for like a. Uh, could they really? be a spot for like a Lamar Miller? Oh no! Uh, don't tell yeah, Lamar Miller. Be... Yes, you're gonna get kicked right off. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be better than what they got. Money they can really spend at this. Lamar point. Miller. Like, you know, everyone has this. Everyone. Has he wouldn't. This. Well, how much could Lamar Miller cost? Lamar Miller, like a, a million or something like that. Yeah, like I, I we, like what, what is he gonna cost? Nothing. Yeah, you like he'll be cheap as crap. Miller, let me know and I'll jump back in. And my, okay, and my HQ1 team would absolutely love that because I still own Lamar Miller in HQ1. Lamar Miller is my kryptonite. Brian's just hoping that it, he just wants to see that name next to his name instead of that FA, right? Yeah, that team yeah. name instead of FA. Yeah, I'm like, he's on a team, yes. So they've got <laughs> so a 16 team, everybody matters. Atlanta has a whopping seven mil right now. They can't they can't spend because you they, everybody has to keep a little reserve just in case something happens midseason, you know, et cetera. So they can't, they can't drop a dime on anybody right now. They're basically locked in. You know they they don't have 15 million. They can go drop a million on a running back. So uh, no, there's nobody out there. They're gonna roll with what they got. It's gonna be Gurley, Ito, Brian Hill, and Allison, and you know just pray to God that Gurley stays healthy enough, and because he's gonna end up getting 80 percent of the snaps. It's gonna be one of those weird. He's on a one year deal. So, and right. this is one of those make it or break it years for Dan Quinn. I mean, if Quinn doesn't get it done this year, he's out. So dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Dead man walking. I might as well not even play through the season because it's going to end bad. I think right. I think it was a good target redraft. Larry, how many wigs do you have, man? Man, I feel man. like oh I feel like if Greg grew his hair out, this is what he would look like. Me, right now. Nope, I'd look like Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to I got to shave it off. It's uh, it's getting to the point now where it's like you can start seeing the fact that I don't have any that can grow in certain spots. <laughs> okay, so there was some. Was there any HQ rumbling tonight? There's our 16 team Superflex tight end premium. Have tight end premium, blah 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 blah. Start 11 with 90 man rosters, and yeah, seriously, I, I think like, 40 man rosters. It's crazy. I sent a couple trade offers that were rejected. I didn't get any trade offers, Jackass. That's anything for you. I, I, mean, I know it's hard to talk about. It's been a quiet couple weeks outside of me and Brian making a trade. It's been quiet in that in that league. So who would you rather? It's been have? Tough to trade though. Nothing's happening. So everyone hates, no... I'd love everyone's opinion on this one. This is completely random, but Lamichael P. Ryan is being selected in the late third, early fourth round, and he's oh, he's just sitting there by himself, and he has Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore in front of him, like, like two seriously accomplished running backs. That's got to rub off on him. Despite his talent that he may or may not have, what do you think of the fact that he's got two great influences when it comes to running the football and no one else in the running back room? What, what do you think about that? I feel like that carries weight. And I like, I love him in the, in whether or not he's going to be a contributor or not. What the fuck? What do you think? Anybody? Also, also miss up as a Kentucky fan. I seen the Michael Piran play a ton of times. He was shitty in college. So to think he's going to be, a, he was not even really that good at Florida. Never when they played Florida was I like, we got to watch out for Michael P. Ryan. Right. He was what? not a special player in the SEC ever. Justin can probably back that up. Was he ever yeah. a guy where you're like, this guy's one of the best? Was he ever no. one of the top six running backs in the conference ever? No. No. Just like him. Had he been on Georgia's team, he would have been a like a, a fifth stringer. I mean, it was terrible. Like, no, he was just he's Brian guy. Harrion. Dang it. Yeah. He's the third running back on a contender. That's Le'Veon Bell to me. The you only know, thing about it is 
What is their pace of play going to be this year? Because Gase has been traditionally super slow. I know what player he needs to slide into this week. Le'Veon Bell. Slide into Bell's DMs. I feel stop, like man, stop DMing players, Larry. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> man. Bring up the speed. I DM'd fucking Mims. Denzel Mims. <laughs> Why not? Because I just wanted. I, I just wanted to. I wanted to fucking tell him. He that. asked him to be on the show. <laughs> I had him on the show and I wanted to tell my so Scott, money. Scott, don't worry. If Denzel Mims comes on the show, we'll post the link so you can come on and join us so that you can hang out with Denzel as well. You can watch. And next week, after after Larry has asked Le'Veon Bell to come on, if Le'Veon Bell gets on, we'll get you on there as well. So don't worry. Let's interview Scott for the uh for the potential of a Denzel Mims interview. What is your first question you ask Denzel Mims? If, Scott, if you were, if you were so, if, now that you're on the spot. Uh, well, no, I think the the biggest thing is that I would ask him if he's taken the teams. I, I he probably hasn't because the teams haven't got to met yet. But I'm sure they've gone through every year. They go through like a, how to handle the media class and like an etiquette class. Yeah, and one yeah. of the first things they say is close your DM so Dang. Larry Monkey doesn't in, doesn't DM you. Larry, you're, you're probably the poster boy for the Jets yeah, right. class on right. social media right. etiquette. They're putting oh, it up there from this guy. They're putting you're, it up there going, this is why you close your DMs so guys if like Denzel this do not DM you. If Denzel Mims comes on this podcast, I'm going to have to try and figure out how to mute Larry. You'll so be a second a real conversation yes. where we don't put him in. Justin, you will send you will send out the link that week. Larry cannot <laughs> have control. So you have full control no, over Larry. Larry cannot have Scott. control. Like Hold I'll on. have to. I will seriously have to take over that week because I, I need to. I'll have agreed. to like make it a compromise. Like I don't want to be. In, I don't want to put anybody in a compromising situation where Larry starts asking him how many chicks he banged this week off of his DMs or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> pretend like that wouldn't be one of your first questions, Larry. Hey, I, I got into yeah. your DMs. How many chicks have two? You know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is this. Just we, we, we'd have to shut them down. We have to shut the monkey down. <laughs> you shut the monkey down. <laughs> The title of this show yeah. should be Shut the Monkey Down. Mm. Great. That's good. That is good. We'll see. That's good. I forgot. I had something really. Um... <laughs> so I, want Greg, I want Greg to have the floor right now. Scott. Greg. All right. I ha- Can I talk to Scott for a second? So, Scott, we're going to be on the Potathon at like 1 30 in the morning yes. central. Are you participating in that? Are you going to be on? What time are you going to be on? Do you have you. Been approached. So I was on the Podathon last year. I and remember it was something I really, really wanted to do, and I think I had the uh, four thirty or five a.m. slot. I watched. You know, that was to get the exposure. I had to come on at five a.m. But I remember getting up early, jumping on there, and uh, no, I did not reach out this year just because I did it last year. So I didn't reach out this year, and uh, yeah. no, so I'm not going to be on. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys that you jumped on. Do you, do you guys have your time slot yet? One thirty Central. One thirty Central. Oh, that's yeah. even shittier two thir- than so two thirty Eastern. 2.30 yep. Eastern. Yep. Dude, Larry's going to be gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's gone by the end of every episode. <laughs> so, 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 are, will you, so, you're, Larry, no drinking on the podcast. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll, I'll tune in, but it, you know, you, that should be interesting. That gives, that Larry, gives Larry a lot of time. Do you want to, DJ you, you can tune in and watch this fucking train wreck. Thank right, God so. it's only a half an hour, Scott. Thank God. <laughs> Well, on the on that, let's wrap this up, Larry. So, what you got Whoa, for us? You want the roll wrap up ready? Yep. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hudson Podcast. <sighs> <sighs>